Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight Talk from Israel. Everybody, it is Sunday, the 4th of September, live between 4 to 5 p.m. Holy time right here in the land of Israel. If you're listening to this on a replay, of course, it won't be that time or date, but uh, this is my Sunday show that I'm doing. And our guest today is going to be talking about some very interesting topics. And he is saying global cooling will kill Europe first. Hmm. Okay, well, I certainly hope not. I don't want to see anybody killed or anybody dying from cold or hunger. But he's going to be talking about that global cooling enemy of my enemy, Iran deal, and the importance of maps and some other things as well. First, I want to wish a uh, my best to the... Uh, bus that was attacked today by Arab terrorists. And thank God the terrorists were caught only because they hurt themselves. They burned themselves trying to burn something else. They got burnt themselves and and we caught them. So, uh, But uh, our heart goes out to all of the victims. All right. One moment. Today, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Manachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues, and I want to welcome to the show this Sunday afternoon, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Manachem. Thank you. I think I just finished another one today. Another book or, or research paper? No, a book, I Oh, think. my goodness. Okay. I have to check it. I haven't checked it yet. Maybe so tomorrow, the next day. Something like that. <laughs> One can lose count. Okay. Very impressive. All right. So, uh, global cooling will kill Europe first. What do you want to talk about? Because I also want to talk about the speech that U.S. President uh, Joe Biden gave to the American people. Extremely, extremely uh, discouraging and... Controversial. Right. Probably, where, where do you want to start? Let's begin with that. Um, I, I'll say the following. Um, I have been closely observing American political scene since the election of uh, Johnson. That's 1964. That's, that's a lot of years. Um, I, I try to be objective. I don't claim that I succeed. I think that I do succeed sometimes. Uh, but I try to be as objective as any human being can be. I have to say uh, that this was not only the most divisive political speech I have ever heard by any politician in America. It was repulsive. It was reprehensible. It was, I, I don't, can't think of adjectives that can describe the utter revulsion that I felt listening to the things that were said. Um, and remember, a speech is not just words. It's words, it's tones, and it's uh, uh, visual cues as well. Here we have a, a person who, um, when, they were, when he was young, he was, uh, uh, remember the draft was compulsory, and he 
got out of the draft by claiming to have a sickness, which miraculously disappeared three days later. Um, he's never served this country. He's totally self-serving in everything he's ever done. And he had the unbelievable uh, 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 chutzpah. I don't, I don't know what else. Oh, what Audacity. Audacity. To have two uh, uh, Marines stand guard behind him in a formal manner. I've never seen anything as disrespectful, as utterly intimidating, symbolizing, spitting in the face of these phenomenally brave soldiers who are part of the American Marine Corps. Some of the most, some of the, probably the bravest warriors on, on the planet. And he was utterly disrespectful to them in a manner that uh, was highly symbolic of the things that he was actually saying. So I want to say that I just finished doing an interview about an hour or two ago with Mark Zell, who is the uh, representative of Republic, or I should say he's the head of the Republicans in Israel here. And I asked him his opinion, and that's going to appear. It's a video interview that I did, and it, hopefully it should be going up tonight, Sunday evening on September 4th. Look for it on our, te- on our website at israelnewstalkradio.com. There's a menu bar that goes across the page, and there's videos. There's a, a tab for videos. Click on that, and it should be the top one there. And I asked him some very interesting questions about that, even – not just what he said, but basically uh, that uh, even the the effects that they used, as one of them you said were like the Marines next to him, uh, also the lighting, red and black. Some people said it was almost reminding them of the Nazi era and the Marines next to him like the brown shirts. Now, I'm not saying he's Hitler and I'm not saying that uh, he, he's a Nazi, but I'm saying that it gives someone that, I sh- it, it gives some people have remarked to me or I've seen it written online as comments that it reminds them of this. And, uh, you know, if you're Jewish, come home to Israel. What are you waiting for? You see what's happening to America, a wonderful country with wonderful ideals and values that has gone to pot now with the left taking over and the woke taking over and the immoral uh, values that they have there, if you want to even call them values, taking over. And I'm telling you, come home, come home, come home. God is not going to send you a telegram saying, Mr. Shapiro, it's time for you to come home. See the signs. We've seen this sign so many times through history. We saw it before in the 1930s with Hitler. We saw it in the uh, 1400s with uh, the Inquisition. We saw it over and over again throughout history of uh, when it was going to be bad for other people. It's always the Jews' fault. They need somebody to blame. Unfortunately, that's how it is. And if you have to be so scared that you vote for a candidate that is not in power right now, and they're calling you with words like extremist, dangerous, uh, what other word did they use? Uh, Trying to find my notes. But uh, uh, it's, it's very, very disturbing, and you should not close your eyes to it. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Let's go to uh, some of your topics you wanted to talk about. And that is global cooling, you say, will kill Europe 
first. What do you mean by that? Explain to our listeners. Well, first of all, I said Europe. I did not say European. So I'm not speaking of individuals, certainly. I'm not speaking of uh, things happening at that level, though there have been predictions that I've seen that there may be, God forbid, as many as a million European deaths this winter. We've seen that, uh, uh, we've seen a report out of the UK of uh, prospective 50,000 Ukrainian refugees being homeless during this coming winter. UK uh, winters are not gentle. Um, You need to understand the basic fact uh, uh, throughout history, and certainly in the in the in the in the in the the, uh, uh, um, years that we're talking about now, the in the 21st century, four times more people are killed by cold than by, by than by heat. So. When I'm talking about global cooling, I'm talking about winter. That's something that everybody recognizes. Everybody, there's no disagreement about that. We're not talking about issue of climate change. Climate always changes. That's its definition. That's not the subject here. We're talking about a process of massive deindustrialization throughout Europe, all across Europe, because of a lack of energy. And not just a lack of energy. We're talking about, we mentioned last week, a, a, and I think a, uh, the week before that as well, uh, uh, the drought. There's insufficient water throughout Europe. They do not have alternatives. They do not have backups, either for energy or for water. Uh, 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 the rivers are low. They do not have backups for transportation networks other than the rivers. As things stand right now, we can expect a great deal of horrid damage throughout Europe in every venue that we can think of. Maybe in southern Spain, in southern Italy, southern Greece, it might be gentler because these are on the on the Mediterranean and the the, the, the temperatures are more 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 Mild. moderate. Yeah, but most of Europe is harsh. We have to add here that Russia now has closed down its pipe that feeds uh, that feeds energy to Europe, and they're saying it's under maintenance work. But everybody well, knows. Let me, let, me, let me make that a little bit more exact. First Please of all, do. There are three pipelines from Russia to Europe of gas. Russia has closed down Nord One, which is the largest of the three. Remember, Germany closed down Nord 2 at the very beginning of this ridiculous process. They thought that they were going to punish Russia for invading Ukraine, and they punished themselves instead. Most The other two pipelines are still functioning, though they're not functioning fully. So at this point right now, Germany has 80% of its storage facilities filled up. That's not sufficient for the winter. Right. Yes. In fact, one of their ministers said something that... Of of, of winter usage. Yes. If if they are very, very conservative. Conservative in terms of to conserve, not uh, 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 as opposed to liberal, yes. Um, So they do not have sufficient energy. They're trying to bring it in from all sorts of places. That's one of the reasons so-called reasons behind the, the this, this catastrophe that they're brewing with, with Iran. Not the only reason, it's one of them. 
uh, 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 UK inflation has already been projected to reach 18.5% by the, by the end of this uh, calendar year. That's horrendous. But that's, no, that, that's only in the UK. Double-digit inflation is endemic all across Europe. Pizza place? Right. They were talking about that. They, they, the restaurants won't have, as you said, the energy that they need in order to keep their places warm, and so they're going to be closing, possibly. Go ahead. Well, they're not just closing. It's not just like, that, and not just they can, they can close for the winter and then come back online. They will be going bankrupt because they, they, these are not businesses that are that are rich. These are businesses, you know, the mom and pop small business that, generally speaking, lives may live well, but they live for month to month. Uh, a, a megawatt hour now in your, across Europe costs an average a thousand euros per megawatt hour, up from one hundred and fifty from the average cost. I heard that there, that uh, gas is going to be. Correct me if I'm wrong, 12 times higher this year, 12 times higher this year than in previous years. Did you hear well, that? Well, that's a prediction. It's already seven times higher. Mm-hmm. So your prediction is not crazy. It's well, it's not my prediction. Good. That's what I remember hearing on the, on when I was watching news programs uh, around the world. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, it now costs more. Listen to this carefully. It now costs more to fill an electric vehicle than it does to fill an internal combustion engine car. Because electricity is so expensive that even if you have electricity to charge, and most venues do not have sufficient electricity to charge the vehicles, even if you do have the energy, even if the energy is available, it's so costly that an electric vehicle is simply very costly to run today. Um, Remember, Biden's house is white. Macron's house is gold. So Macron really doesn't care. He, cl- he declared this, this past week that it's the end of abundance. Does that sound like Marie Antoinette to anybody? I mean, let him eat cake kind of thing. Uh, right. uh, uh, in the U.S., the average consumer had eight hours of electricity outage this, in, in 2022. Eight hours. Notice that number. In Japan, the average was nine minutes. In Israel, the average is 60 minutes. 60 minutes of blackout per year. In the United States, it's eight hours, eight times 60. And that's the United States, which is supposedly the richest and most sophisticated country in the world. That's the national average. The U.S. has the world's highest rate of single-parent families, four times higher than the world average. I want to remind people, uh, are we on a break? No, we did that already. We had a, we, we went through it, unfortunately, over talking over commercial. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> okay. Confuse me. Okay. Um, uh, I, I want to remind people that collapsing of society is one of the central objectives of the fundamental transformation declared by Biden's boss. Biden's and boss meaning? China? Who? Obambi. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is a person that I do not respect. Anybody who's angry with me because I do not respect the uh, 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 former president of the United States, uh, uh, Barack Hussein, I apologize. 
for making you angry. I do not apologize for disrespecting you. All right, and that is your opinion, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Go ahead. Thank God we still have that allowed to us. Well, still, <laughs> unless you're a MAGA person, then then you're a danger and a threat to democracy <laughs> and, a, and an extremist. <laughs> One of my best friends. But it's not funny. Person. That's the whole thing. It's not hat, funny. The MAGA hat all the time. Yeah, well. As a matter of fact, you know him as well, Ted. You know, the thing is, is that Biden has... The FBI, armed IRS agents, tens of thousands of them. He's got the military, and he's got the platform, and he's got the media working with him, for him, and he's got the high-tech companies, the social media companies uh, working together with him. And even, uh, what's his, uh, from Facebook, New? Mark uh, Mark Zucker Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg right? <laughs> I try to remember his name uh, from Meta. He yeah, he I even admitted it. Me. He even admitted it that uh, the FBI came to him and told him uh, that they suggest that that they don't uh, let the story of the Biden laptop go around, saying making all sorts of uh, claims, etc. Well, the, the so thing that he has as his as his spokeswoman, she admitted it as well that they cooperate with the social media companies. They tell the social media companies what to do. They, they, they synchronize with them. They also admitted it. I mean, this is nothing new. So I'm just saying that uh, Americans beware. And, and, you know, if this doesn't strike fear into the hearts of Americans to be able to share their opinions because they think that maybe the F- FBI will be, you know, will be sicked on them, right? Uh, or or even just IRS agents that want to audit them just in order to harass them and keep them busy, just like they harassed Donald Trump for the first two years or so of his presidency with all of these allegations that he was working with the Russians, etc. And and people knew it wasn't true, but it that doesn't matter. They harassed. It's harassment when they make you have to spend your time and your resources defending yourself. They can destroy you. And uh, especially for the for the quote unquote common American who wears a, a yeah, mega a MAGA you know, hat, the costs of going through an audit like that can be can be horrible. Yes, so I I'm saying that uh, I think that I believe, and I could be wrong, but it's my opinion that this is kind of what uh, they wanted to get through to people. Don't uh, you know? We're, we're, we can come at you because you are a threat to democracy. That's what they say. And you're an extremist. Nobody wants to be called an extremist. Nobody wants to be called a threat to, to, to democracy. Nobody wants the FBI and the IRS breathing down their necks, right? So this is like if he, if that was his intention, I think he did a pretty good job of relaying that. Of course, I could oh, be I wrong. Think, I don't but, think there's any doubt about that. I mean, I, I think that's very clear. But I think he goes even farther than that. I think it's not just his... His intentions are not just intimidation, but but the actual fact, the actual actions themselves, not just instilling fear, but actually acting on those on these fears as well. Well, we will. We'll, we shall see. Uh, again, I, I encourage everybody to go to watch that video that I did with Mark uh, Zell. And uh, we go into a lot more detail there. And uh, he also gives suggestions of what there is to do what people can do. So you can go and watch that as well. All right. We have another four minute, four and a half minutes. Okay. Let's go quickly over this idea of the, 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 
what I what I labeled the, the enemy of my enemy. Everyone is familiar with the uh, the the expression "the enemy of my enemy is my friend." Right. I rephrase it and say the enemy of my enemy may be my friend. Um, Biden's one has one massive foreign policy success that everybody needs to be aware of. I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due. I mean, everybody knows it's been touted for years now. I've said it myself many times on this thing that China's biggest vulnerability is the fact that 87, 84%, sorry, 84% of their energy comes from the Persian Gulf. Well, Biden has helped them to solve that problem. He has solved China's largest vulnerability. China now gets major portions of its energy from Russia overland, not coming from the Persian Gulf. Isn't Biden a, a marvelous man? I mean, he solved the basic and most fundamental vulnerability of, 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 of the American society's major adversary. Isn't that admirable? Bravo. Tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, okay. Uh, 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 throughout um, uh, uh, China today, China has enormous economic problems. Um, we're all familiar with the what's going on with the... Um, with the, uh, the, the, the Wuhan virus throughout China, uh, 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 millions and millions of people have already died, and millions more are in lockdown. Lockdowns are rolling back and forth all over China today in all the major urban centers and all the manufacturing centers. In parallel with this, their hydroelectric plants have insufficient water, just like in Europe, which is amazing. Um, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, as many as 10 million people may be infected in China at any given time. That's a horrendous number. Remember, the Chinese vaccine does not work at all. It's even worse than the American vaccines. They at least cause harm. The Chinese vaccines don't even do that. They do nothing. So uh, uh, um, um, uh, China is countering that and, and thanking America for all of its help by shipping more fentanyl into the United States. And we now have this candy fentanyl to uh, 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 attract children. So uh, 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 um, we even saw this week that in Alaska, they are capturing more fentanyl than has ever happened before in history. In Alaska. I'm on people who don't know, who might, might not be sufficiently familiar with the, fa the, with the map. Alaska does not have a common border with Mexico. Um, uh, uh, for the first time in history, Taiwan is responding with live fire against Chinese incursions. They weren't inc the incursions were not were not to the main island of Taiwan. Remember, the island itself is actually named Formosa. Taiwan is the name of the country. So these, these incursions were not over Formosa, the original island, the, the main island, but other but over smaller islands that are in the Taiwanese Straits. But the Taiwanese fired back at the drones that were uh, uh, flying over them, and they shot some of them down, evidently. evidently. Um, we need to understand, I mentioned fentanyl, that the Chinese Communist Party is working together with the Mexican drug cartels who are wholly owned subsidiaries of Hezbollah, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of Iran, of Iran, and Iran right? Today is an ally of the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, hang on there. The music's on. That means we have to go to a break. We're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. 
We have a lot more information to give you and to talk about. Shalom, this is Nadia Matar from the Sovereignty Movement. At a time when there is so much disinformation, you have to know who to listen to to know what really is going on in Israel. Israel News Talk Radio is the radio where you can know that what you hear is the truth. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. It's back to school time, and many parents are relieved to have their children heading back to the classroom. Many students ride a school bus, though, and you can't blame parents for being concerned about safe driving. They could take a lesson from some of the regional councils in Israel who've decided to require that school bus service providers install a safety system to prevent drivers from being distracted by their mobile phones. The product is called Saver One, and the company says that the system prevents drivers from texting and using smartphone applications unrelated to driving while the vehicle is in motion, helping drivers to stay focused, perhaps preventing serious accidents, and helping to bring children safely back home. For more information on the high-tech world today, visit IsraelTechTalk.com. With your INTR Tech Minute, I'm Bob Aiello. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. We've been talking about global cooling will kill Europe first, meaning that Europe is headed for a very dangerous winter, predicting uh, that they're not going to have enough energy to keep people warm and perhaps even uh, fed. There's a drought going on as well, which is a problem for shipping things intercontinent from country to country. And uh, we're seeing all around the world uh, shortages and inflation, et cetera, here and there. Also, uh, the enemy of my enemy we discussed. And uh, let's talk now about the Iran deal, talking about enemies. Uh, Iran says they're enemies. They say death to America, death to Israel. Um, and people hear about the Iran deal, the Iran deal, the Iran deal, and they've been hearing for it for years. And and uh, former Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu went up in front of the UN, showing with props how they're close to the bomb. And it's starting to get for many people yawn. All they hear about the Iran deal, Iran deal, good, bad, good, bad, and and so far it doesn't seem to be affecting anybody. What do you have to say about all of this? Well, first of all. Um, um First of all, your synopsis is correct. A lot of people really don't understand what's going on. Why does this matter? So let me just answer that question very briefly to begin with, and then we'll go into some more detail. Um, If Iran gets an atomic weapon, and uh, uh, um, uh, uh, according to the present apparent draft of the deal, what has been uh, publicized by the Europeans that drafted the the present... uh, uh, um, 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 version of it, Iran can legally pursue nuclear weapons in two and a half years. Now, remember, Iran already today has 
ballistic missiles which can reach every capital of Europe, as far even as far away even as London. And they are very close to having ballistic missiles that can reach the entire continental United States. And of course, since they're working in concert with um, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, China and North Korea, that has tremendous strategic meaning for everyone on the globe. You're talking about they have the ability to either ship a an atomic weapon via a intercontinental ballistic missile or via a cargo ship and just park it in the in the harbor of New York of New York City and eliminate New York City from the face of the planet. There's, there's no God they, forbid. they they will legally be able to do that in two and a half years according to the present deal. Legally. All right. So why would the White House want to uh, do such a deal? Well, well, we know that both Biden, Biden White House and the EU have been begging Iran for a deal while Iran has been absolutely apathetic. Iran has been saying, basically, if they're stupid enough to give us everything that we want, we'll take it. But either everything or nothing. Iran but well, has has so far refused any uh, 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 any actual negotiation. There's no give and take here. There's only take. Now you, on the one hand, they expect Iranian oil to replace replace at least part of Russian oil, which is a ridiculous expectation, since Russia has already signed. Nine contracts with Iran, nine, not one, nine contracts with Iran, which basically, once the Iran deal is, heaven forbid, signed, Russia has total political control of the oil in Iran, Iraq, Libya, Algeria, and and most of, of, of the rest of Africa. In other words, signing the Iran deal means that Putin is the new OPEC. He is the... As we say in Hebrew, the Balabite. He's the one who now owns the the, uh, the 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 entire oil industry around the world. He begets he gets to be more powerful in that sense than the Saud family. That's the meaning to every person on the planet of signing the Iran deal. And again, these are contracts that are already signed. I'm not talking about potential. I'm talking about signed agreements. Okay, so explain again to our listeners why the White House would do this and make themselves not energy independent, like Trump made America energy independent. Why? Well, you're asking me to be speculative, but but I but I have to speculate here. I can't I can't ignore your question. It's too important. Um, I don't like speculation, but. You're right. The question is very important and it has to be answered. Now, the easy answer would be, well, because Biden's a moron. But I don't think that's a sufficient answer because even if Biden is a moron, as I said, for many years, for at least 20 years now, um, uh, long long before he became vice president, um, um, he's not running the White House. Nobody, Nobody seriously considers that he's running the White House. I mean, we don't know exactly the, 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 the names of the people that are actually running things, but we've all heard him say uh, uh, um, innumerable times. Am I going to get in trouble? Let me, or they're not, I'm not allowed, or everything else <laughs> right. like that. 
He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a, he's a jerk. He's, he's a senile, stupid old man. Now, so why is the United States doing this? Why is the president administration well, doing this? Well, that's why it? I said the White House. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there are, there are various speculations. One speculation says, again, it's the same thing as with um, uh, 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 the, the previous subject we mentioned, the part of the fundamentally transformed the United States by making it significantly weaker than other places on the planet. They want the United States to not be the superpower of the world. That's one possibility. Uh, 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 we know that that prima facie is correct. We don't know that that is the reason. Um, other reasons might be uh, uh, other things. We know that um, uh, the Biden family has been getting, um, uh, uh, for decades now, large sums of money from China and from other and from Russia and from other places. Clearly, uh, 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 the government of China knows that they have uh, merely to wave some pieces of paper, and the Biden family is not only out of power but probably in prison. So I mean, they're not independent actors. Uh, uh, um, are there other are there other possible answers? Uh, well, yeah, we know that Germany throughout history for the last thousand years has been mortally afraid of Russia. This deal would reignite this concern and Germany is looking for anything that will help them uh, 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 not have put Russia in charge of them. Of course, they're acting incorrectly because this will make Russia in charge of them. But since one of the Germans ever, ever had the brains to know what they're doing, their first priority, Europeans' first priority is, as it always has been for the last 1,700 years, is there somebody out there that can help us kill Jews? That's, the, that's, their, that's their one highest priority after getting drunk. That is very biting, okay? <laughs> but I won't say far from the truth. Um, I, I believe, and again, this is what I believe uh, so far, that if the, indeed there is this globalization goal, which I believe that there is, and they want to make a one world government, then you've got to destroy the nations that are a bone in your throat. And that would be the United States of America because of its constitution and because of it giving its citizens the right to bear arms. And that is a threat to them. And they're, and they're taking over sovereignty of other countries and the and uh, Israel, which is defines itself as a Jewish state, and that also could not be able to be absorbed as is into any type of uh, one world government. And so they need to bring these two powerful nations to their knees in order to make them beg the world, help us, help us. We can't do it alone. And they'll say, you want our help? Well, then get with the program and you start making, you start doing this and make this law and do that. And, and that's, that's what I see. I could be wrong. Way, but that's I, what I, I see. Of course I agree with what you're saying, but just to put perspective on this, there is one country in the world which defines itself as a Jewish country. There are 22 countries in the world that define themselves as Christian countries. They don't have problems with that. And there are 54 countries in the world that, that describe themselves or define themselves as being Muslim countries. So it's not a question of, per se, double quotation marks, religion. It's Jewish. Switzerland, for instance, defines itself by its constitution 
as a Christian country, as do many other countries around the world. Interesting so their point. The problem is Jewish, not not the question of is there a religion in the country. Okay, hang on. Uh, we are getting to the end of the show soon. So, um, but go ahead. You can talk about. We'll we'll hold it. You can talk about whatever you need to to let our listeners know. I thought we were going to pod. We we we're going to whenever you want. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, again, I'll just recap that. Signing the Iran deal, the immediate meaning of that is that Russia takes control by contract, by signed and delivered contracts that are already signed today. Not, not talking about a projection here. With the oil of Iran, Iraq, Algeria, and Libya. These are signed contracts. And of course, other places as well, these are only ones that are already signed. But other places like Nigeria, for instance, and Angola that also have export oil have, have already made noises that they will agree with this as well, of course, because Russia is much more powerful all, all, all across the African continent than is the United States today. So that's the, the bottom line of the Iran deal, what it really means to people around the world, both the issue of actual nuclear weapons held by a fanatical, uh, 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 basically crazy regime, and the effect that it'll have on the world economy. So we go on now to the issue of, what I call it, the importance of maps. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of transparency around the world. People don't notice these things, you know. Um, um, uh, uh, China, for instance, has territorial disputes with every single country in South and Southeast Asia. That's a really amazing thing. Nobody, no other country in the world has that quantity of territorial dis- disputes. That's weird. If you look at history, China has never been a hegemonic power. They've been basically a racist power. They like the Han Chinese, and anybody that gets in their way will be killed. That's it. That's what they do. Only in the past two decades has China become, in its thousands of years of history, has China become an imperialistic hegemonic power. But that's what it is today. And this means, for instance, that for the first time since World War II, Japan is beginning to rearm. Japan has a constitution which defines it as being a pacifist nation dependent upon the American taxpayer to protect it. Right. Well, I think a lot of people have learned they can't rely on the United States anymore after Afghanistan, after so many other things. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that's very obvious to anybody with a brain. Uh, um, uh, 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 But Japan, in Japan, this is an enormous issue. People around Japan really don't want it. Remember, Japan has one of the lowest female fertility rates in the world, which means that basically the Japanese population does not believe it has a future. Now, one of the uh, 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 key elements to in any country to believing in its own future 
is the idea that it can defend itself if something happens. If some enemy comes and, and attacks it. Remember, over the centuries, China has attacked uh, Japan many, many times. Japan, like Taiwan, is part of what the Chinese call the first island chain. And so the Chinese, though I've said they've never been hegemonic, they are hegemonic towards the first island chain. They always have been. Because that's what allows them to break out into the Pacific. And the, 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 there's, a, there's, a, there's a dispute centuries old, perhaps as old as a millennia, between China and Japan for control of the uh, uh, pathways to break out. And so the Japanese are afraid. And so the answer to afraid on a human strategic level is no children. And that, and we see that China, Japan has a, one of the lowest birth rates in the world. By the way, so does China. Yes, Another China. Of, yeah. Sorry. Yes, I I remember uh, uh, hearing that uh, they they say they made a mistake now by limiting yes, children, families to one child. Down. Yeah. But and I little, think I said last week, Mordecai, that they can just go and take over Taiwan or other countries and steal the women there and. And not that I'm telling them to do that, God forbid, but I'm just saying, like, if, if that's, I mean, couldn't they just do that to get them to walk themselves back? And it doesn't, it's not that easy. I mean, they've been doing that with the Uyghurs and it hasn't worked very well, has it? I mean, the Uyghurs, they have a million slaves now. A million, over a million people are legally, physically enslaved in slave camps. The women are raped regularly. And the men are literally medically castrated. Horrible. In the tens Absolutely of thousands. Horrible. And the world does nothing because the world doesn't really give a damn about anybody but self. Uh, stop the world, I want to get off. Yeah. Uh, you know, people need to remember World War II. Remember World War II, uh, 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 Germany started the war because of what they called Lebensraum. They wanted more living space. Well, right now, if you actually read what's going on in the world, read the news, Germany is looking closely, their word, at retaking parts of Western Poland. Russia is looking closely at retaking parts of Eastern Poland. Remember the, uh, 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 the agreement between Hitler and Stalin? Poland is looking at retaking parts of northern Ukraine. Europe never disappoints, does it? This is the recipe for another world war, possibly. Well, yes and no, because, the, you know, the, the sort of, I, I don't want to call this, this funny. This In no way is this in, in any way humorous, but Europe doesn't have sufficient young men to really go to war. There is no country in Europe which has a positive birth rate. They're all shrinking. Very Every European country. Uh, I think the Irish are, are, at, are at parity at, at, at 2.1 or something like that or close to it or something like that. But no other European country is. They're all basically dying off. Even with the Muslim immigrants? Even with the Muslim immigrants. Excellent point. Yes. France, for instance, has a birth rate of 1.7 with the Muslims. And the Muslim immigrants 
have a higher birth rate by far than the native-born French. Right. So what uh, are they going to do? They're going to go, they're going to go to war with the Muslim immigrants, and you know that, that's that's going to work out very well. And you know, I know that I've said this before uh, several times on the show, but I remember when I was in Hungary a few years ago you you hardly saw a kid you hardly saw a stroller but what you it's did see hungry you're absolutely correct but what they, you did in, see were in, groomed in, in dogs wearing in, little in dog England, clothes in, in, in germany and in, in holland very rare do you see children and even if they have children they're hidden away because they're sort of an embarrassment now it, but it, it really told a lot about the society there because I, I was looking, I saw how the, the, the decadence in the sense of their dogs, their pets were all pitched up, you know, their little, the dogs had the dresses on and they were all, it looks like they came back from the groomer. And this is what these young couples were walking on, you know, on a leash, their dog, but you didn't see a stroller. You didn't see a, a baby carriage. It was, it was, I don't, uh, I don't know if people are aware, but Poland this past week, made a demand to Russia for $1.3 trillion in reparations for World War II. And what are they basing their theory on? Why do they think that they might be able to get at least least a good part of that? Again, things that people aren't aware of. Germany, after World War I, was was, uh, uh, saddled with reparations to France. Everyone who knows that, everyone who's read history knows that. That was the whole point of the Versailles Treaty. Germany finished paying reparations to France 10 years ago. Only 10 years ago, now. So Poland thinks, oh, we now have an opportunity to demand reparations for World War II. Now, no country in the world has demanded reparations, significant reparations for World War II, for the for the damage caused by Germany in the war. I mean, they attacked uh, the Netherlands, they attacked Belgium, they attacked uh, Denmark, Norway, uh, uh, France, etc., etc., etc. I don't know if anybody knows the, even knows the, the, the entire list. But if, if Poland is demanding it, they have reasons. These people are not dumb. They're weird, but they're not dumb. There's no like seven year limit, huh? Oh no, no, no. there's no, there's no, this this international uh, negotiation. There's no overriding law which this, that covers a, a so called uh, statute of limitation because there's no statute. Statute of limitations, right? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Just let me give you a a, 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 a a little statistic here to think about here. In the year two thousand, forty one of the top one hundred global cor- corporations. Year 2000, 22 years ago, not a century ago, 22 years ago, 41 of the top global companies were European. Today it's 15, and nearly all of them are resource companies like Shell or or, or, uh, Total or whatever. Those basically companies that the European Commission wants to put out of business. 15 out of the top 100, as opposed to 41, 22 years ago. Each year, the European rate of decline accelerates faster. The the, the decline itself is moving faster each year than it was in the previous year. There There are exactly zero European 
tech companies that are world leaders. Zero. In any technology field. Why is that? Go over the major scientific literature. I don't claim to understand all of science. I'm a scientist, but I, I clearly I have my areas of special speciality. I don't see very many high-level articles in, in, in professional journals in, in, in computing that come out of Europe. There are a few. Maybe 1% of the total, total uh, 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 articles published. Far fewer than, than minuscule Israel does. Far fewer. And we have a population of 9 million. They have 700-something, 730 million. And tell our listeners why. Oh well, I, I can't. I'm not going to guess why because I'm an interested party. I'm just, I'm just giving the statistics here at this point. But we need to understand there are no European tech leaders in any field today. Hmm. Germany has gone to Qatar and to Canada to beg for oil, just like they're doing to to Iran, and none of them have have agreed to them because the logistics of shipping it to 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 Germany are too complex. That's what I'm talking about when I said the importance of maps. If you look at a, a map, where is Qatar in terms of Germany? Then what are they going to do? They're going to ship it through the Suez Canal? Well, uh, CC is not dumb. If they ship it through, if they try to ship it through the Suez Canal, CC is going to get very, very rich. If anybody doesn't know CC, is he's the head of Egypt. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. <laughs> The president of Egypt will get rid of it. Sisi actually is one of the the, the rare leaders that uh, probably skims off a little bit, like most leaders do, but um, uh, not a lot. He's not a kleptomaniac completely. Um, uh, uh, he's actually running his country, really, really running the country. Um, you know, these people don't look at maps. They don't really understand what's going on around the world. The logistics of shipping oil or gas from Qatar to northern Europe are horrendous. What are you going to do? Are you going to put it on a ship and ship it around the, 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 the Cape, the southern Cape of Africa, go around Africa? You know how expensive that's going to be? That's going to be horrible. Okay, and just just to finalize with, uh, with just a, 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 a word about something that Again, people are not aware of. Um, people forget to look at Africa. Af people are still accustomed to thinking of Africa as the, the so-called the dark planet. Africa contains 17% uh, 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 of the world's population and creates 2% of the world's emissions. Yet the European, uh, what, is it, what do they call it? The, the World Economic Forum is demanding that Africa... Uh, 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 roll, in, roll in its um, uh, its emissions because they're, it's damaging the planet. Not their own. The Africans. You can't get a lot more uh, cynical than that. And so what has Africa's response been? Africa's response has been fascinating, actually. Excellent question. Fascinating response. They've gone to Russia and said, okay, we're finished with Europe. What do you got to offer us? Mm -hmm. And Putin has been more than happy to answer nicely. 
Sure. As everyone new, knows new by now, Putin is a master. You can you can dislike him as much as you want. He is a master diplomat. Africa is now demanding $1.3 trillion per year from the EU and the US. If the if these people want Africa to stop uh, 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 their 2% of the world's emissions. $1.3 trillion per year from now to the end of the century. Hmm. Anybody think that these people can pay that? Europe is, all, is, is on the verge of bankruptcy already. It is doubtful if Europe, if Europe really does have the problems that we're expecting this, this winter in terms of energy and etc., it is doubtful that most European countries will remain solvent by the end of this coming winter. Okay, and what does they that mean exactly on the ground? If they Pardon? become, what does that mean exactly on the ground if they become insolvent? Well, Europe throughout history has never been able to feed itself. If it has no money, you're going to see starvation in Europe. So before you see starvation, when you see a war in order to make sure that their populations have food, they go in some places. question, but what did I say before? Europeans don't have young men. Who's going to go to war? 70-year-old ladies? Well, don't you, you know, technology plays a big part today in wars. A lot of times, you don't need as many but ground Europe does soldiers. But not have any techno- tech leaders. <laughs> You're right. But we go back to the, tech, the European companies. Who do they have? Well, they've still got jets, and they've got submarines, and they've got drones, and they've got... Do you they know. really? The European uh, 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 fighter jet, it took them 10 years between when the fighter was in the air and already so-called patrolling the European skies and when it was capable of dropping a bomb. It took them 10 years to do that. The United States has the uh, 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 this, this radar airplane that everybody's familiar with, with, the, with this big uh, 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 radar plate on the top of it. Israel has an equivalent radar plane. Europe doesn't. European armaments technology is a minimum of, depending on the field, between 10 and 20 years behind um, United States, Israel, Russia, China. Except in very minor issues like they, they can build excellent submarines that just can't fight. I think that I heard on uh, the news that there are some people in Ukraine who are finding it hard to get food. And if they come over to Russia's side and take Russian citizenship, Russia is giving them that, giving them food. Did you hear anything about that? Russia is giving them a lot more than food. But yes, you're right. (laughs) Russia is giving them everything they desire, they become full Russian citizens, which means that they get uh, food, they get shelter, they get um, energy, they get um, uh, they get a place to live, get everything. You were telling me during the break also that there could be a very bad homeless problem happening this winter as well in Europe. Do you want to tell our listeners what you were telling me? Again, the, 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 the UK is already, is already talking about 50,000 homeless Ukrainian refugees in UK, but we're going to see more than that. The UK is not the largest refugee population in, in Europe. 
Um, you're going to be seeing that in every country in Europe. Uh, there are millions of, of Ukrainians that fled their homes. And, of course, my heart goes out to the Europeans. I don't like any mother or child to be, to be harmed or to be uh, uh, suffering. Um, even if I don't particularly like them, and I have nothing against the, the, the Ukrainian mothers, of course. But, I mean, even if I didn't like them, I, I, would, I wouldn't want to see that. But, um, 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 basically, uh, in Germany, they're already being thrown out of homes. In UK, they're already being thrown out of homes. Um, uh, in the Netherlands, you have to tell our listeners uh, who's being thrown out of their homes. You didn't tell Ukrainian them refugees. They're thrown onto the streets because right now these families that have taken them in are being subsidized by the government. They're being given perks and payments, and soon that you're and saying that's going to run out. out funds, mm-hmm. which is again part of this process that I'm talking about. That Europe is basically on the verge of bankruptcy. Europe, for the last 2,000 years, has lived off taking things from other people. They cannot do that since World War II. They do not have the capability to produce enough to feed, to, to feed themselves on any level. They never have had. And, you know, people are not going to be want to get kicked out of their homes that they're living in, even if it's not their house, but where they've been sheltering with them and their families, especially in the middle of winter where it's freezing cold there in, in parts of Europe. And when people get desperate, desperate things happen. Yeah, I can imagine there could be a lot of violence going on, God forbid. Well, even if it's not violence, it'll be horrible to see. And, and no, nobody wants to see that sort of thing again. No, nobody again, wants to see that. Seeing the, 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 the very thought of seeing mothers and children suffering on a physical level like that, to me, is heart-rendering. It's horrible. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I have nothing for or against the Ukrainians. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything about Ukraine. I'm saying about people. Well, let's end on that happy note. I'm being sarcastic here. <laughs> I've done it again, haven't I? <laughs> you have done it again. Left us with feeling so good about ourselves. I'm sorry. And about the world. I, yeah, I wish I could say things. <laughs> the world is such a beautiful place to live in, isn't it? No, not right now. All but right. Israel's great. I love it here. I mean, you know, we've, we've got energy. Israel got- has its problems too, but uh, yes, this is the only place Look, I would want to be. Any video this is the of only place what's I would going on be. anywhere in Europe or the United States, you'll see empty food shelves in, in supermarkets. I've never seen an empty shelf in any supermarket in Israel. Ever. Well, during Corona, there was a lack of, to- everybody thought, you you know, Corona caused diarrhea or something because everyone's going out to buy toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a funny, they, have, they had some funny memes about that one. Um, all right, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, let's hope for better news next week. Please, God. Yeah. Well, that part of it is not dependent on me. That's not dependent upon you. That's right. All right. Well, listen, at the very least, we're learning about what's going on in the world and perhaps how to be able to prepare for the worst, uh, if God forbid the worst should happen. We we need to be aware and not have our heads in the sand and, and know. And we prepare. all need to remember how to pray and acknowledge God's omnipotence. It's Amen. all in his hands now, yeah. even more than ever before. Yeah. Now things are happening quickly yep yeah and that's something that people need to be aware of 
even if they're uncomfortable with the ideas. This is true. All right, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, thank you so much for being with us here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. If anybody wants to be in touch with Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, you can uh, email us at info, I-N-F-O, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we will be happy to forward all letters to Dr. Mordechai Thank you for being with us. Thank you. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 